When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Coming up on today's episode, it's finally here. We deliver our playoff preview, including our picks for Jets Golden Knights round one, as well as for the rest of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. What's good and welcome to another episode of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Rewicki. You can follow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore Rewicki or the podcast at Skates Plates Pod. All right, the most wonderful time of the year is here. And we got to get right into it here. We'll dive on in Jets. Golden Knights, round one of the NHL postseason. The Jets are back in the big dance, and the action is set to kick off Monday night, which is why this episode's coming to you guys early Monday morning, because we want to get everything in before the action gets underway in earnest in, well, I guess just over, just hours away. We're hours away from the NHL postseason kicking off. So we'll break it down, like we said in the open there. We'll make our picks, predictions, and anything else that comes to mind that is postseason related. Helping me once again, stopping by, CJOB's Tyson Rowicki. Tyson, how are we doing today? We're doing, we're doing good. I mean, it, like you said, it's the most wonderful time of the year for sports fans. You got NBA playoffs, too. Like, Did you watch any of those games? I did. Oh, I big did, yeah. When, even just earlier to earlier on Sunday, big Lakers win, too. Who, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a good series to close it out. Yeah, who, who's gonna be the Austin Reeves or the NHL playoffs? Oh. Yeah, that'll that'll be an interesting one. Um, how you feeling? You 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 don't look you don't look all that great. You feeling okay? Well, you know, just sometimes when there's a when you when when there's a someone comes from out of town, you know, you gotta you don't get to see him too much. All the boys kind of get together and and have a night. We'll say just have, have a, a night. night. Yeah, you look have a night an early morning. <laughs> and then a late morning it is <laughs> yeah it's really too bad we don't do video for this because i would love for the uh the public and many of our viewers to see the absolute glory that is tyson rewicki just absolutely horrifically hungover. you look terrible but that's okay we'll get through it here we'll get battling it's playoff time you know it's like everyone's hurting this time of year we just gotta you gotta get in there you gotta get flex in deep and you gotta grind out a big win that's what we're doing here right now upper body injury but he's getting through it that's what i'm talking about baby so let's get right into it and we'll make our picks for each of the series in the first round and then i guess the rest of our brackets see how we think the NHL playoffs are going to unfold this year. Plenty to get into, Tyson. And let's start off with a big one here for everybody in the province. Winnipeg Jets taking on the number one seeded Vegas Golden Knights. Before we make our official prediction here, let's dive into the matchups of this series for the club. We'll take a look at the forwards, the defense, the goalies, anything that jumps out to you, anything that you know would be an area of concern for the Jets or maybe something that they can exploit on the Vegas side of things. We'll get into all of that before we make our ultimate prediction on the round one matchup. Interestingly enough, Tyson, I don't know if you read any of the athletics playoff previews of the series. Um, The athletics says that I guess by the analytic model, that this is the closest matchup in round one. 
Does that surprise you? Not necessarily. Just because just because of the high end firepower, I think that's taken in a lot of consideration right now. Because like with the, the Golden Knights, they're gonna come at you wave after wave after wave. Like that's more so their style of play. And and with an injured Mark Stone too, you don't know how healthy he's gonna be. He's had a, a ton of injuries these past couple of years, and so who knows how healthy he is right now? How how well he's gonna be able to play at one hundred percent if he is? And you know, I actually watched went back and watched a couple of the the Jets Knights games this year, and just. I know it's kind of hard to say because it's some of those games were way earlier in the season. And, but the one thing that stuck out to me that I see as a problem for this Jets team is just, and it goes back to at the deadline, you know, just not getting that extra puck moving D man that can help get the puck out of your zone and make nice outlet passes. I think that's going to be a real big problem in this series just because Vegas's four check is going to be relentless. Like they're going to be on pucks hard and it's just, what scares me is when the puck gets below the goal line in the Jets' end and, and Vegas really starts to work along the boards and, and gets their cycle game going. I think that's where the Jets really have to work at disrupting that momentum and being able to kind of mitigate these these long possessions that Vegas seems to have and just kind of chip away at that and then have your high-power high offense strike back when you have the chances. I think that's the key to victory is capitalizing on your chances for the Jets. You know, it's both, I think really exciting and filled with optimism that the Jets are essentially a coin flip against the Golden Knights in round one. But it's also infuriating because if they played like they have in the last two weeks, they should be going up against a Minnesota or a Dallas or maybe even a Seattle, right? <laughs> right? Like they, If the Jets do lose this series, I think there's going to be an element of they did this to themselves in the sense that just just sharper play in the second half of the year, they would have locked up home ice advantage in round one weeks ago, let alone battling for a playoff spot on the penultimate day of the regular season. Uh, by the way, if you ever want to sound smart, say penultimate instead of second to last. It, it, it's pretty pretentious. Great word. You'll look like the smartest guy in the room. Nobody might like you, but if you want to look smart, penultimate's the way to go. That sounds like um, a fast food restaurant. What's that? That sounds like a fast food restaurant, like Panera Bread Express. Penultimate. I'll get the I'll get the penultimate. It's like a two foot sub. All right. So you mentioned the four check there, Tyson. So why don't we start at that point when we break down this series? Let's uh, kick it off with a look at the forward core for each team and the matchup, and maybe which way this tilts into whose team favor here. Now, concerns for both clubs here headed into Game One. On Winnipeg side, Nikolai Ehlers, they're, they're giving him the day-to-day label. Questionable, maybe, is, I think, fair to say. Um, on the Vegas side of things, Mark Stone looks like he's going to be back in the lineup. He's uh, practiced, at least, on the third line with Chandler Stevenson and Michael Amadio. But, obviously, insane question marks about what kind of Mark Stone is going to be on the ice for the Golden Knights in this series. How many minutes can he even handle? after coming off, what is this, a second back surgery in a little over a year? So big question marks to some of the most skilled players on each team. But with the, assuming Ehlers is in the lineup, Tyson, um, with the new look lines that the Jets have employed to massive success over this two, three week span, do you give the edge to Winnipeg's forward group? Or does the depth, and 1-12 to 12 strength of the Vegas Golden Knights have you leaning a little bit more to, to liking their chances up front this series? Well, I, I feel like the Jets have the more higher-end talent, and I think that's pretty obvious with this with these two forward groups. And one thing that I, I do question about the forward group, and just because, I mean, this last little stretch here for the Jets has, been pretty, has gone pretty successfully for them, but just looking back to the weeks before that and the the month, the couple long month stretch where things weren't looking too good, and it, I, to me, Vegas's forward group has the ability to play together better than the Jets do. If, if that makes, if, if you kind of get what I'm saying, like just, well, we'll explain that a little more, right? Like I just think that the the Knights have the ability to play within their system on a more consistent gotcha. basis than the, than the Jets do, just because sometimes it seems that there are possessions in the offensive zone where not everyone's on the same page and. There was a time where you could tell that the bottom six was on was on board with what was going on in the dressing room, but some of the other guys weren't necessarily there. And I just wonder if that if Vegas starts to create some frustrations with that top six, 
if we if they start to stray stray away from the game plan a little bit, then that kind of leaves openings for Vegas to take advantage of. They're more of like a strength by numbers group, right. I guess is what you're saying, that they'll be much more systematic and attack you that way as opposed to more the individual brilliance of uh, some of the Jets forwards when they're on their game. Yeah, so I, I think that makes sense. I think you're bane on Tyson because when you look at these two forward groups, and it's interesting because it, it kind of depends on what you value to an extent and how a forward group's uh, composed because the Jets have the high-end talent. Uh, but the Vegas Golden Knights, no doubt, have the better depth, you know, further down the line up there. So you know, some people do. I know Westy, me and Westy always argued about this. His whole thing was like, hey, give me give me 12 Michael Froleeks back in the day and we'll beat anybody. I'm like, no, uh, give, give me some of the top guys and we'll figure it out with the uh, with the rest of the lineup there. Um, and I, I think especially come playoff time, it's it's I think it's mandatory. Like I think you need to have multiple layers of game breakers up front. And the Jets have like they. The Jets certainly have four of them, right? Shafley, Dubois, Connor, and Ehlers. You know, I, Blake Wheeler at this point, maybe he gives you a, a, a splash here or there, but he, I don't think he's at that point anymore. But four is still, you know, it's, it's a pretty pretty decent amount that, that puts the Jets, I think, you know, right up there with the best teams in the playoffs right now. Vegas, it's just the one. I mean, maybe two. If, if Stone is, you know, at his full powers, that would give Vegas two. But that's a major question mark to say that Mark Stone's going to be Mark Mark Stone by game one there. So four, four to one, four to two. I, I, I think the Jets have a pretty significant advantage there. And especially if we see Bones, you know, up the ice time for those top two lines a decent amount. And the fourth line just kind of gets spot duty, penalty kill time. I, I think that's a pretty big check mark in favor for the Winnipeg Jets there. Um, one of the other intriguing things to me, Tyson, about this forward group, too, is just going to be... Well, there, there's two things. I'll, I'll get to the second one in just a, uh, a second here. But I do want to make mention of this that, you know, is another, I think, point in the Winnipeg Jets' favor here is that, yes, they have the the edge in terms of high-end talent. And Vegas's fourth line is definitely better than Winnipeg's fourth line. But it's pretty damn hard to ignore the play of Adam Lowry and his group over the past several games here, specifically Lowry and Nita Ryder together. I mean, they've, I think they've been the Jets' best line uh, pretty much since the middle of March. Like, we're talking about almost a month that when they've been put together there, they've been utterly dominant. And it's 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 not, yeah, it's, it's you look at it like almost on the surface and the Jets' third line is kind of like, meh, right? Point totals, all that, nothing too surprising. But it's a different group right now. And if Lowry's able to take a bunch of minutes against the Jack Eichel line, for example, and if they could break even, right? You don't need the Lowry line to just straight up win it. Break even with that line, the Jets are going to win the battles with those other two groups that they have right now. So I think that's there, there, there's a lot of elements that really, really work in the Winnipeg Jets' favor when it comes to looking at each team's forward group. Although, you know, having Chandler Stevenson on your third line is a uh, a pretty juicy proposition because he's, uh, you know, should be up there on the top line for the Vegas Golden Knights. So there, there's a lot of interesting matchups there. Now, the other intriguing part of the forward battle in this one, Tyson, to me is going to be which team blinks first in this? Which team do we see go to the line blender? And maybe it's after the loss, right? Whoever loses game one, we see the lines get shaken up here. But it, it's it's funny looking at these two teams that their best lines, in my opinion they're not hitting the ice for game one. Vegas's best line this year was Eichel, Stevenson, and Stone. They were one of the best lines in hockey when they were together. Um, but that's clearly, obviously, not the case with Eichel, Centering, Barbashev, and Marcia So. And then on Winnipeg's side of things, I, I mean, I still believe Shifley Dubois, one, two down the middle is, is, is the way to go. Um, but we see, excuse me, the best line for the Jets this year be uh, Dubois, Ehlers, and Connor. Um, so I do wonder at some point here if maybe a loss in a way helps either team. They can help optimize their lineup a little bit more. Um, and, and we'll see how trigger happy they're going to be. And if Rick Bonus, you know, believes in what he's done here. Because he's gotten two to three weeks of really strong results from his current forward group. You wonder, though, if they struggle in game one, don't put a lot of pucks towards the net. Do we see that shakeup? And, and does that ultimately ultimately maybe help the team? Uh, throughout this series against the Golden Knights. And the reason I say that, Tyson, is because to me, the one of the big concerns from Winnipeg's side of things 
and he's been so so great. Like it's no shot at 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 this guy because he's playing above where he should be, and he's been he's been delivering the results all all March and all April long. But Vladislav Nemesnikov as your second line center. If you look at the playoff teams out there, that's if not if not dead last, that's near the bottom of the league in terms of second line guys across the entire postseason. That to me is something that I wonder if Vegas looks to exploit there, especially with you know Blake Wheeler, who's you know on the 16th, 17th hole of his career right now. That that could be a line that they look to exploit there. And can Demesnikov deliver what he's done so far for the Jets? Because really, throughout his career, he's been a third, fourth line tweener. And now he's being asked to deliver massive, massive results for this team. I have some concerns that he's not going to be able to do that. But if he does, I mean, if he does, the Jets win this series. <laughs> it, it is that simple. Um, but I, I do I do wonder if at some point here we do see a shakeup for the Jets. And if that's not for the best to have Shifley Dubois 1-2 down the middle. Yeah, and you know it's going to come at some point, right? Like that's just... That's just the way it goes in there. Once, as soon as the games don't go your way, it's like, oh, what, we, we got to fix this immediately. We we only got three more, three potentially three more games left. So, yeah, I think as soon as after game one's over, we're going to start to see some different lineups, some different looks, and I, I could even see it on both sides. If if one guy's maybe starts to look like he's cooking, if Vlad kind of struggles in his matchup in the first game, I could definitely see a change come even earlier, even if the Jets get a win. So, you're right; it's going to be super interesting to see. And I think I do think that. Before the series is over, we do see a return to Dubois, Connor, and Ehlers for at least a game. Ooh, that would be juicy. I, I don't think we do. I think I think we can see. I think we I would be surprised if we don't see Shifley Dubois get split up. I think Dubois and Connor will be put back together. I Bones he's, he's shied away from it basically all year. Like why why now would he go to it? I guess is kind of my thing on that. So I I'm not really expecting that. Um quickly, Tyson, line matchups. Now, obviously, Vegas has the change for the first two, last change for the first two games. Do you do you try to get Lowry's line out there against Eichel as much as possible? In game three, I think you give Lowry's line the looks at the start, and then see how that line handles that matchup. And then as you go on, if it, oh if no, we're not waiting to game three, Tyson. We want we want answers for games one and two. <laughs> do, do you try to chase that matchup, or do you just let it let it play out? And if it's Shifley. If it's power versus power, then it's power versus power. Are you trying as as hard as you can to get Lowry up against the Eichel line? I think you try. At, at, definitely at the beginning of the series, and you just got to see how those minutes hold up. Like, if they're able to to neutralize the Eichel line, why not keep them out there as many times as possible when they get out there, right? Like, so yeah. I I think that you see early on, and you'll get a sense pretty early on, I think, in, in this series, how that matchup could potentially go. And if he's getting, and if they're getting peppered, then... You know, and you make the switch. Like you, yeah. then you got to go power versus power and see that, what happens. There. I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't expect it to happen, but I think it's possible. Lowry's line could legitimately win that matchup with how well they're playing. Um, and if they're able to go out there and neutralize Eichel, it's going to be tough for Vegas to shut down both of you know the Shifley Dubois lines and then the Ehlers Wheeler lines. So I would imagine we see Bones, may, maybe not to the degree where Lowry's line plays, you know, twenty plus minutes. But they're going to be getting some... I, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of split of ice time between those top three lines. It, it's probably going to be pretty even out there. And we'll see if Bones is able to get the matchups that he wants or if at some point we do eventually just see everyone's top dogs up against each other and let's see who can come out on top in that matchup. Um, so forward groups, do, do you like... Just like five seconds. Do you like Winnipeg's over Vegas? Yes. Me too. Good. Got that settled. Um, also good because the defense matchup, I think, is um, a completely different story. I don't think anybody is going to delude themselves into thinking that the Jets have the the better decor than the Golden Knights. They would you say they have the best? Would you rather have Morrissey or Petrangelo or like who's the best defenseman in this series? Well, I think honestly, I think the best defenseman is Morrissey, but I think his competition is Shea Theodore instead of Alex Petrangelo. I, I, yeah, yeah. Shea Theodore is one of the most smoothest skating defensemen. He's so poised with the puck. He, he's a coach's dream as a number one D-man. And then I, I do think the Jets take the, the win when you're comparing number one and number one. But then you go through down the decor and it's win for Vegas, win for Vegas, win for Vegas. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's just, 
that, that's a deep decor. And you even look at you look at guys like Alec Martinez and Braden McNabb and Alec Martinez has like 60, 60 more block shots than the next closest guy. And the next closest guy is a teammate, Braden McNabb. And it's just, we, I know sometimes people see block shots and like, oh, well, that's because you got the puck in your end. But Alec Martinez, he is just an all-time, all-time shot blocker. And he just, he eats pucks, gets and gets, puts any part of the body on it. Like he is he, going out there. He, they're making their goaltenders' lives much, much easier. And I think that, Connor Hellbuck's going to have to bail out his decor a little bit more than either Brassois or Quick will have to bail out the Vegas or the, the Vegas decor. Yeah, you know, I mean, you could probably say Morrissey DeMello and Petrangelo Martinez like cancel each other out. Like pretty, I think pretty, you know, pretty close, pretty similar. But then we get into I, what I think is the Jets' biggest issue going into this series. And there's two matchups to me looking at these two teams, Tyson. Uh, where there's some big gulfs, some some huge separators in in, in talent level. Uh, we'll get to the second one in uh, in, a, in a little bit, but that second pair, it, it, it's it's tough to ignore that matchup and how how much that favors the goal. And I guess it depends which one you want to call their second pair. Um, but on paper, McNabb and Shea Theodore is a massive leg up over Neil Pionk and Brandon Dillon. Like it, it just is. But I mean, the good thing for the Jets is that Neil Pionk's played much better over the last couple of weeks than he did all season long. So, I mean, if his game rounds into form, that's a big, big plus for the Jets. And realistically, they, they need him to. Because if he's not, it's it's going to be tough for the Jets to tread water against the Golden Knights. And we saw that, like you mentioned, in their two matchups earlier this season, where Pionk and, and, and Dylan, they just, they were ran out of the rink. Like, they just, they couldn't make passes. They were stuck in their own end the whole time. Um, that That's going to be, I think, the one area that the, Vegas Golden Knights, you know, put it up on the whiteboard. If we go after these guys and really, really win that matchup, we're going to feel good about our chances in advancing through this series here. Um, so that is definitely my biggest question mark on the Winnipeg Jets side of things. Um, and then even, you know, to have Hague and Whiteclad as your third pair, that, that's, a, that's a pretty good spot. I think this is a pretty resounding um, victory in favor of the Golden Knights, the defensive matchup between these two teams. And you kind of touched on it earlier, Tyson, but to me – the biggest thing the Jets have to worry about or figure out in this series is beating that Golden Knights forecheck. And it's going to be on the defenseman for the Jets to break the puck and move it out of their own end quickly and most importantly, cleanly. And if they could avoid turnovers and get the puck moving back the other way, they're they're going to advance. <laughs> if they get hemmed in, like we've seen at times this season, and there's turnovers and sloppy play and running around, it's going to be a much, much different story. And, and that, to me, is the biggest thing that the Jets are going to have to overcome here. And I think it specifically comes from that second pair for Winnipeg. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you every, with everything you just said there. I, I think this is going to really come down to, are you going to be able to withstand that pressure and make the right passes? And and it's we talk about the defense. It's also on the forwards, too, to just be be in the right positions to receive a pass to, to help accelerate that breakout, right? Like, we, there's some times where we see... Wainers leave the zone a little bit too early and you put your D-man in a tight position there. So it's going to be on, it's going to be on everyone to stay hundred percent dialed in. And you know, you're, you're part of the team. You got to help each other out. So I think that this is going to, this is going to be what makes or breaks the series is how the jets do handle that pressure. Yep. So it is, it is going to be a loss for the jets. When we talk about the decors of these two teams, that is unfortunate. The fortunate thing is the final department that we have to look at here, Tyson, the goaltending. And boy, oh boy, I, I said this on Winnipeg Sports Talk at the end of last week, and I stand by this statement. There is no greater advantage in the entire first round of the NHL playoffs than Connor Hellebuck versus Brassois, Quick, Thompson, Hill, whoever they want to throw out there. That is a massive gulf in talent between what the Jets have to offer between the pipes and what the Vegas Golden Knights are entering this series with. And I don't know, man. It's it's going to be difficult for me to ignore. Like it's it's, and I know goaltending can be wonky and things can it's voodoo, all that sort of stuff. But I mean, Hellebuck has been as dependable as you could have hoped for in basically every playoff series that he's been a part of. I mean, he's just been really, really rock solid. 
it is question marks up the wazoo on the Vegas Golden Knights side. And they basically have to hope for a miracle, right? Like they, they have to hope that Brassois, I mean, really continues his, his recent hot run. He's been really strong for them, uh, but it's a different beast come playoff time. Um, or that Connor Hellebuck turns into a pumpkin. And I don't think we're seeing a pumpkin in the Winnipeg Jets side of things. So there's, there's going to be a lot of hope um, on the on the Vegas Golden Knights side that their goaltending is, I think, average. Like they, they're just hoping for, like, don't let it go past three. <laughs> like we'll have a chance if it's, you know, two or three. If it gets to four and five, we're not going to win too many games in this series. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty tough to ignore the absolute David versus Goliath. That is Hellebuck versus Bersois in round one. Could could be the ultimate revenge story though too, right? Oh. Like you, you do have that sort of added in storyline where does Brassois overcome his former, you know, his former teammate, former friend, and leads the Knights to a team that kind of was like, you know, what you're a good goalie, but we we're gonna go elsewhere with with our backup plan, and so there's that chip on the shoulder, and I think it's just can he can Brassois dial in those efforts? We we did see at times in Winnipeg where. He looks solid. Like he did look like a solid goaltender. Now it's a lot easier when you're you don't have that pressure of being the starter and you can kind of, you know, I'm playing 10, 15 games a year. Oh well. Yeah. So yeah. It's, yeah, that's gonna be very interesting. And even I wonder how quickly Vegas would end up going with a goaltending switch if things go south for them, right? Like there you do have that kind of you can call it a backup plan where, but is it really the most reliable with how old Jonathan Quick has gotten? But he does have that playoff experience and that ability to elevate his play when it does get to the postseason. So I'm really curious to see how long they stick with Brassois and that if things do start to go south, you know, when is Quick going to come and be able to kind of retain that magic that he had for those couple cup runs? Um, you're, you're having a little bit of mic problems there, Tyson. So you might want to either unplug and plug it back in or, you know, blow on it like a Sega Genesis or just try, try a couple things out there and we'll see if that works uh, for you there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's funny to me, one of the questions of this series, and I'll throw this to you first before I get into it. Um, and it doesn't even necessarily mean Vegas wins or loses this series. Um, but if you had to pick right now, does does Laurent Brassois finish the series in net for the Golden Knights? No. Me neither. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't think he will. I, I don't think he will. And I don't think, I honestly don't think it changes my pick or anything like that. Like, I, I think I we might see three goalies for, for the yeah, Golden Knights in honestly. this series. Um, I mean, Quick would be interesting because it's been Jacqueline Hyde for him this season the worst goalie in the league when he was in LA and he turned around a little bit once he got to the golden Knights and everybody knows quick of the postseason is, you know, an, an all time. He, he, he turns into, turns into Hashik a little bit once he gets into the postseason. So we'll see if he can recapture some of his magic there, but yeah, fair to say um, advantage big time in the Winnipeg Jets court here. Um, so that's enough of the breakdown. Tyson, we do, we touch into all the matchups there to look at. You know, we're, we will apologize. There's been a few technical difficulties here. So, you know, so, sorry for um, <laughs> some, of, some of the delays that took place in our, our first segment here. But let's get to the pick, the prediction, what everybody wants to know. Will the Winnipeg Jets make it out of round one and upset the top-seeded Knights? Or will it be an early exit and an off-season full of fireworks set to start here? Tyson? Give us your first round prediction for Jets Golden Knights. You know, I'm sorry with this prediction. I'm a little, I feel a little bad, but I'm going Vegas Golden Knights in seven. Unfortunately, oh, I, I like. Oh. I think that I think and that Hellebuck's Rewicki. <laughs> I do. I do think Hellebuck's going to steal a couple of games. I think it's going to like. That's why I picked it to go seven. I think they're going to keep it close in a couple of games. But it's just you go back to that four check. I just think there's too many opportunities where the Vegas Golden Knights can really create some opportunities for themselves and really capitalize on those chances. And I think that, that there's going to be, you could say, an overwhelming amount of those mistakes. And I think it's just too much to overcome in a seven-game series against a team as good as the Knights. Interesting. Well, well, well. Just what you think you know a guy. He comes out and talks garbage like that. I'm a little <laughs> disappointed. No, I mean, that's fair. I mean, and that, 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 to me, is really where the series is going to be won and lost, is, is that forecheck. If Vegas gets in on the Jets' defense and causes problems, 
It, it might be a short series, <laughs> despite the Jets' hot play of late. If they can withstand that, then we're going to have a, an interesting little fight on our hands. So you got Vegas in seven. I, too, have this series going seven, which is kind of like the coward's way of picking a series. <laughs> like, you do, like, I don't really know which way it's going to go, so I'll just say seven. Um, I mean, I would be really surprised, you know, and I know you shouldn't be surprised by anything with what the Jets do, but I would be surprised if this series doesn't go at least six games. Um, to me, I'm going to go the opposite way, and it's not because I'm a homer, but I, I do like the Winnipeg Jets to take this series in seven games, and here is why, Tyson. I mean, one, it's it's staring us all right in the face. Hellebuck versus Brassois is I can't ignore it. I just like I it feels weird to pick. I know it's not, you know, goalie versus goalie, but it just feels weird to say the Loran Brassois led Golden Knights are gonna beat the Connor <laughs> Hellebuck led win. Like I I my, my brain just can't do it there. Uh but I do think that is just such an overwhelming advantage for the Jets in this one. So that to me is you know, maybe the biggest reason why I think they do ultimately go on to win this series. Um, but I think something that nobody's really mentioning right now, and Jets fans are going to laugh when I say this, especially if you've watched them all season long. But Tyson, I think the reason I'm picking the Jets to win this series is the special teams. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> the special teams. Wow. I think the Jets, I mean, the Jets penalty kill is legitimately good. There's, there's nothing funny about that. Uh, Vegas power play is below average at best. I think Vegas big time struggles with a man advantage in this series. And I, I think I think the Jets do okay. I, I don't think they're gonna, you know, operate at 30% or anything like that. But I think having Ehlers up there on that top unit is making them much more dangerous, much more difficult to defend. And I think the Jets score a couple of power play goals. And let's face it, if they get a couple. That's a hell of a lot more than they've gotten in their recent stretch, and they're probably going to win a couple of games because of that. My other reason as well is that I think the fatal flaw for the Golden Knights is the same this year as it's been their previous postseason exits, and that is finishing quality. Outside of Eichel, I think it's going to be a bit of a struggle for the Golden Knights to score. They're probably going to win the shot clock battle a lot in this series, but I just... I can I can see a repeat of their matchup against Vancouver, you know, which they did win, I guess, but I just I see it playing out a similar fashion to that one, the way they lost to Montreal as well. They're going to get a lot of chances, but they're going to be from outside the danger areas and Connor Hellebuck is going to swallow up a lot of those. And I think that ultimately is what leads the Winnipeg Jets to pull off the upset. And down go the Golden Knights. The Jets are off to round 2 after I thought they were dead on the highway a couple of weeks ago. It changes quickly in the NHL. I love it, baby. Um, but I think I, th- I do think this is... If I had to pick one series to go seven in round one, it would be Jets Golden Knights. 100%. Um, so we'll see what happens. It's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be a great, great matchup here. And I think we're in for some really, really tremendous hockey. And yeah, let's hope for a, a bit of revenge from 2018. It's time that Hellebuck does the flurry and knocks the Golden Knights out of the postseason. Uh, so now let's move on to the rest of the playoffs, Tyson. Let's make our picks, essentially fill out our bracket and see you know who we think's going all the way and who's lifting Lord Stanley by the end of it. Uh, let's continue in the West since we're already there. But I guess let's go out to the Pacific. Um, I have the Jets going on. You do not. Um, but this will be, if they do advance, their matchup in round two, either the Oilers or the Kings. This is going to be a bit of a beauty as well, Tyson. You, uh, you're leaning towards the hottest team in the NHL right now. The Oilers getting it done, or do the Kings get a slice of revenge this round? I think the Oilers get, get it done against the Kings, but I do. Th- I will say that I think this is the Kings series where they kind of take that next step next year, where they just kind of start to cement themselves more as, as a playoff contender. I just think everything's just clicking so good for the Oilers right now. They're getting consistent, semi-consistent goaltending finally from from a. Stuart Skinner, who's been really good this last little stretch. And then just the addition of Matias Ekholm is just such a huge, huge bump for this Oilers decor. I mean, we're looking at maybe one of the best trade deadline acquisitions in a long time, just in pure impact. And you just can't go against McDavid and Dreisaitl in a playoff series like we saw last year. It's just it's just not fair. So and I, the Nuge. Yeah, Don't forget exactly. the Nuge. One of the, one of the quietest 100-point seasons I think we'll ever see. I, yeah. I, 
I don't know if we'll ever see one quieter than that. Exactly. It's, it's, it's wild how, how great he's been for them this year. I, too, like the Oilers. I feel like a lot of people are thinking this is going to be a long series. I'm going to go against that. I think the Oilers get this one done in five. I, I'm not a huge believer in the Kings, for one. But I think it's more a pick on the wagon that the Oilers have become here. Yeah, I think they are every bit. I think they're right there with Boston. I know it's crazy to say after the season the Bruins had, but I, I think the Oilers, I think you can make a case they might be the best team in the NHL right now. They're just peaking. You know, we think the Jets are peaking. The Oilers are peak peaking right now at the perfect time, and I think they make quick work of the LA Kings in round one. Now to the Central, and we have... Yeah, oh, sorry. I just wanted to make sure I had that right. Uh, let's go with Colorado, Seattle. Seattle pulling the upset? I, you know no. what? I, I think Seattle's going to make this a series. I don't think Ooh. they're going to win. I don't think they're going to win, but I, I honestly do see this series going six or seven. I just, there's too many question marks with this Colorado team. I mean, we hear about Gabriel Landeskog, who's declared out, and then all of a sudden, you know, you might not even be ready for next year. And you got to think, man, like, that's got to be a serious, serious knee surgery. That's, you yeah, know, you hope, you hope he can get back to 100%, but that's, there's some question marks there. And then even is Kale McCarr rushing back too quick? And I think that could be the X factor here. If Kale McCarr is not 100% and he's not able to push the pace and really give it and really just kind of open up all these different lanes with the Colorado Avalanche with his playmaking abilities, I think Seattle's got some, they've got some gun, they got some firepower. Like they, they, they run and gun. They, I, I can really see uh, Seattle stealing a couple of games. I mean, the one big question mark really for both of these teams, besides, you know, besides that number two center hole for Colorado is the goaltending. You, Martin Jones and Grubauer, you really don't know what you're going to get. You have no idea. I mean, Grubauer does have the, the potential to play good and maybe steal a series, but you're really counting on a lot of factors to go right with uh, Grubauer and Jones. And this is going to be the first time we see Georgiev in a playoff series. And, you know, he's had, he's had a solid season this year so far with Colorado, but how much is that the team? And cause there were some question marks in New York going back his last two seasons there. And, you know, is he able to maintain that high level of play that he's had this season? I think that's going to be the biggest question mark for both teams in this series, but I'm going to go Colorado in seven. Sweet. I like it, Tyson. I like it. No, I don't actually. Have some cojones and pick the crack to get it done. <laughs> um, I'll take the avalanche. Yeah. I mean, to, to me, yeah, I could be wrong on this. I just think Seattle's scoring by committee just isn't going to get it done come playoff time. And they don't really have an answer out there in Seattle for either a McKinnon or a McCarr or a Rantanen. And I think Colorado's top dogs do enough to dispatch the Kraken and uh, let's do it six. I'll, I'll give Seattle a couple of games there as well. Uh, let's go to the final one out there in the West should be a beauty as well. Dallas versus Minnesota. What are you thinking? You know, I, I think this is might surprise a lot of people. I think Dallas is going to beat them in five. And I, th- oh. I think, I think Dallas is going to make quick work of the wild. I don't like the Joel Erickson neck injury. That's going to be a huge, huge detriment to the wild. You just lose that lockdown center. It's like, Losing a guy like Adam Lowry, but times, you know, times times a little bit with that scoring touch. So, you know, they're they're adding Nyquist back to this lineup from from the trade deadline from the trade deadline, and even Klingberg. There's some question marks about him playing. He might not be able to suit up. I just think Dallas is too is deeper than Minnesota, especially with these injuries. And I think that they're just going to wear him down over a couple games. And you know, how to talk about goaltending switches? How quick do we see? You know, Mark Andre Fleury yeah. and Philip Gustafson see time in this. Like it's almost... immediately after Minnesota loses the first game, exactly. Yeah. Like that's and, just you it, know, Tyson. You could, I could have made your your prediction a lot shorter. Here's what you should have said: It's a Minnesota sports team. That's it. <laughs> How could you pick the Wild? I, I I went all in on them last year, and they screwed me big time. So I'm I have absolutely no faith in, in Minnesota getting it done here. And I I really like Dallas. And hey, if you're a believer in trends. Pete DeBoer, in his first year with the team, is a guaranteed conference final berth. Is it is, is that has he been to the Stanley Cup final in his first year with with each team that he's been in? For sure, the conference final, I believe so, because with Jersey, San, San Jose, Jose, and Vegas. So yeah, oh Vegas, he didn't. Vegas was right. conference final. Right, right, right. Just keep that in the back pocket as we continue our predictions here. I, I like Dallas to go on as well. Um, let's do a quick, um, a, a quick one. Uh, you know, 
rapid fire out there in the East as we go through those ones. Let's start, I guess, start with the big one, Tyson. Tampa Bay versus Toronto. Do the Leafs finally get it done? Unfortunately, I think they do. This is, I've, I've, <laughs> yeah. I think Tampa the last couple of years, but you know, it's just law of averages. And I do think it's just their time. I, I, I think, and I don't even really hate Toronto that much, but I do just find it hilarious that, that they always lose in the first round. So I will be rooting for a loss in the first round, but I think they get it done. As I said on Huss's show last week, I have given up on picking Toronto to win a first round series. <laughs> we, we flip-flopped here. I did it. I've, I Every year, I went back, and I did it, and I did it, and I did it. And this year, early on, I said, no, that's enough. I'm done picking Toronto to win a matchup. So I, 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 I'm not doing it anymore. Having said that, I love the Leafs in round one against Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess if I'm going to go all in, I might as well go all in, Tyson. I'll take the Leafs in five. Wow. I mean, look, if it goes to six or seven, it's over. So I, I kind of got to take them at five. I, I, but for me, it's more a pick against Tampa Bay. Look at their look at their Agreed. forward lineup. It is her. It is not like I mean, their top line is sexy, and they, that might win them the series alone. How good they are, but like it's it's just it's not the same Tampa Bay team. And I think, like you said, it's time. I think Toronto just you know enough's enough here. They're they're. And I think Ryan O'Reilly is the big X factor in that series against the Lightning. And I think he has a big presence, makes it known. And uh, yeah, I'm taking Toronto in five games to take down Tampa Bay. Um, I just wanted to just add one quick thing there. I, it's a little too early to say I told you so, but how about that Tanner Janot trade for Tampa? <laughs> real yeah. good. I hate to say I told us so, but I told us so. <laughs> um, the other one out there in the Atlantic, Boston versus Florida. Do you have the cojones, Tyson? Are you going to take Florida to pull off the upset in Paul Maurice? What's the what's the call? I'm not. I mean, you know, there are some question marks about Bergeron's availability for Game One, but I'm I'm going with Boston. It's just you look at them this year, and it's just insane. Like what they've done to teams is just absolutely insane. I just don't think Florida has the necessary depth to go toe to toe with Boston. So, and even there's the question marks with Bobrovsky. Like he's never really had a really Stand well, he's, he's not even starting. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's Al- Alex Lyons taking over the net there with what he did down the stretch. Exactly. So. And, but uh, you and me are both Flyers fans, and we've seen Alex Lyon, and that's a that's a ticking you, time bomb. You don't. Yeah, you you probably don't want to lead on <laughs> Alex Lyon. Um, but we've seen stranger things happen. Come post. Speaking of Flyers fans, Michael Layton almost won a Stanley Cup. So <laughs> yeah. you know, goalies can get on. Um. I'll just say this: Bring the wheelbarrow, Florida Panthers take down the Boston Bruins. Wow, I don't know how, I don't know why, but teams, it, it is almost automatic. Tampa Bay historic regular season out in round one. The Red Wings in the middle of the two thousands out in round one after historic. I I wonder if there's just something where to have a season like the Bruins did, so many things have to go right, and I wonder if. It's almost like the law of averages once round one gets underway that some of the bounces don't go your way anymore. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Florida is Florida's a much better wild card team than a team like Boston would normally play. But let's get nuts. Let's take the Panthers <laughs> to take down the ball. I'm not going to say four games, but um, whether it's Lion or Bob and Nett, and Bob's done it before, just saying, if you want to put him in, he has experience. So, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I might be the only one. I'll probably look stupid after four straight Bruins wins, but I'm going to take the Panthers to uh, eliminate the Boston Bruins early and uh, send shockwaves through the hockey world. Out there in the Metro Tyson, Carolina, the top-seeded Hurricanes. Do you like Carolina to advance? Um, or do you think the injury of Max Petrietti too much for the Hurricanes to overcome? Uh, I'm going to go with the Islanders. Really? Yep. I'm gonna, I I. I just the, you mentioned Max Pacioretty and Andre Sveshnikov too. Like, I'm just not a I'm not a big fan of this Carolina team, this forward group. It's just something about like I just it doesn't scream to me that we're going to be able to overpower the Islanders. And I just think it's going to be a really gritty series. I th- think there's going to be some games where you're watching and like, you know, is there anything else on one of these? Well, I'm not games? I'm not going to watch any <laughs> second of the series. <laughs> right. There's going to be times where you're like, yeah. you know, when one of these next games start, then I think that the Islanders are just going to be able to outgrind them. I think they're just going to they're going to use their play and 
I'm not even a big fan of the Islanders. I just don't think this Hurricanes team right now has it with all their injuries. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a yeah, I, I'm kind of meh on Carolina too. I think they get it done. I'm not super confident with the pick. And to me, this is the least interesting matchup in round one. So I'm going to spend no time breaking it down, but I'll take Carolina to squeak by the Islanders. Um, an absolute beauty, though, to wrap things up, Tyson. Rangers, Devils. The rivalry is reignited there. Who do you like? I'm going to go with the Devils. No, no. Yeah. I, it's a little bit of an upset, but I'm 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 going with Jack Hughes to lead the, the Devils. I think they're... I think they're just going to be too much for the Rangers. And some of the additions that the Rangers have made haven't worked out as, as they've hoped so far. I mean, that can, that can totally change come playoff time. I mean, you added one of the most, not one of the top, a top three clutch score of all time in NHL history. And you know, it's just, are, did they get too many guys and are they going to be able to gel enough quickly for this, for this run? I mean, I know the devil's added Timo Meyer too, but, and Timo Meyer's starting to get going for the Devils. And I just think that the Devils are a little bit too high-powered for the Rangers this year. And I, I do see the Devils beating them in six. I'm going to take the Rangers in five. There's a lot of Rangers fans that don't like this matchup. I, I, think, it's a, I think it's a good matchup for, for New York. And I think that, to me, this is the series that like an up-and-coming team loses on a route to going deep next year. Like, this is the, okay, here's playoff hockey, New Jersey. Next year, you're ready to go, but it's a bit of a smack in the face here. And we'll see how good Jack Hughes is going to be after Jacob Truba sends him into row 15 <laughs> with a shoulder from hell. <laughs> so I don't think we'll see if Hughes is able to handle that one. Um, but I, I, I really, really like the Rangers, um, as, as you'll probably find out as we continue our picks um, through the rest of the bracket here. But I'll take New York to take down New Jersey in five games out east. Um, now you don't have the Jets going on, but as, as I do. But if you did, Tyson, Jets Oilers round two. Do you think Winnipeg can get it done? No. I mean, you, you didn't pick them to beat Vegas. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see our picks in the next little bit, but I, I like the Oilers. That's all. I'll say. Yeah, yeah. No, I and look, I have the Jets going on. They'll face the Oilers in round two, and. Um, yeah, I, I got to agree. I mean, what's interesting, though, I will say, is the Jets do have the – there There would be an, an element of confidence in that they beat Edmonton in that series, in the not in the bubble, but with no fans in the stands or anything like that, right? Like, that, that, that might count for something. Uh, the Oilers were pretty unlucky in that series, but that's just something to keep an eye on. But I do like the Oilers to take down the Jets in round two. Um, Tyson – Give us your conference finals picks and then Stanley Cup winner, loser, and a con smite if you got one as well. I've got the Oilers versus the Stars in the Western Conference final. I got the Stars being the Avalanche. And then from there, Connor McDavid's star power takes him to the Cup finals on the West side. And then East, I got Toronto beating Boston to go to the Eastern Conference final. Ooh. And then the Devils beating the Islanders. We get a Leafs Devils kind of a new guard matchup in the in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I think the Leafs get it done against the Devils, and we have the All Canadian matchup: Connor oh. McDavid versus Austin Matthews in the Cup Final. And you already know that the Leafs aren't getting that cup for another twenty-five <laughs> years, another fifty years, baby. We got Connor McDavid taking the Conn Smythe home with forty-five points. Let's go Oilers! That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I thought you were going to say 45 goals. Like, yeah, why not? <laughs> that would be something. And it is funny that, you know, everybody that that hates the Leafs, you just know that if they get to the cup final, there's no chance in hell they're winning that. And it's <laughs> going to be so excruciating the way that they lose, too. Uh, but that's, you know, from someone that picks them year in, year out, there's just no way that they'd be able to get it done. Um, I have the same conference finals in the West. I do have the uh, the Stars meeting up with the Oilers and like you, I have Edmonton moving on. I think I, I just, I don't know if anybody's going to be able to slow them down. Tice. I, I, I like the Oilers to, uh, to come out of the West and the East. I'm going to take the New York Rangers in the conference finals against the Maple Leafs. Wow. I do like Toronto to beat Florida in my insane bracket. I'm going to take the Rangers. I, I really like this New York team and they were damn close last year against a really, really good Tampa Bay club. 
And um, I, I, I do think we see a bit of a rejuvenated, ready-to-go Patrick Kane make a difference in this postseason for the New York Rangers. And I like a Stanley Cup final of the Oilers versus the Rangers. Um, people won't know this, but a friendship will end um, in our circles, Tyson. The Ross Cook, Michael Manaric Bowl. By the way, shout out to Nora Cook, who's you know one of our best listeners. I have to give her some love. Nora's the best. Um, but it would be the end of a friendship if that's the case. Um, fortunately for Roscoe, I, I do like the Oilers to uh, win the Stanley Cup as well, Tyson. So we both got the same pick. Um, and I'm going to take Zach Hyman on his uh, 45 point effort. At no, 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 I'll take McDavid as Smythe winner. Wow. There's, there's no way. There's no way. If the Oilers win, it's going to be well. I mean, Drysaddle could. That wouldn't shock me. But I, yeah, it's Derek it's Ryan. Cheesy, it's the cheesy. <laughs> What's that? Who's that big dude they have on defense? The guy with the French name. I'm kind of blanking. Oh, uh, oh man, I know exactly. Where you, I can't think of his name either. I'll look it up quick. That guy's that guy's going to be like a folk hero. <laughs> kind of like Fernando Pisani was for the Oilers back in 06. Uh, where is it here? Day Hard A. Day Hard A, the big boy. Um, but yeah, I do too like the Edmonton Oilers to win the Stanley Cup this year. And the we finally stopped talking about the Canada drought, which just drives me crazy. I, like, I do not care about that. It would just be nice to have that in. You know, hopefully it would be the Jets doing it. But I think the Edmonton Oilers are going to find a way to get it done finally with the best player on earth and, you know, the third or fourth best forward on earth. They finally find a way to get it done here. Um, so that's how we see a plane out. We'll see if that's ultimately what comes to fruition. Uh, let us know though. Let us know what your picks are for the bracket and let us know what you think. Are you on team T dog with the golden Knights to take down the jets in round one? Are you with the smartest man, the best looking man on this podcast, Brandon <laughs> Rewicki taking then having the jets take down the golden Knights in round one. Let us know what you're thinking, feeling, and um, we'll get it going. We'll get it ready. And I do believe, Tyson, we're kind of going to do this on the fly here. Um, I do believe that we'll have a recap after each game. Is that correct? Yes. That's the goal. Well, we'll, we'll do our best to deliver on that. We'll, we'll see. I mean, if there's a 9 o'clock start and it goes to OT. That's going to be a tough one to deliver. But we'll, 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 try, to get, uh, we'll try to get a post-game recap uh, for each of these matchups however long the winnipeg jets go this postseason so it'll be a different schedule coming out for you guys but do expect an episode wednesday morning after the first game of the winnipeg jets playoff run until then though thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of skates and plates here on the hockey podcast network i'm your host brandon rewicki cjob's tyson rewicki stopping by once again we'll get back at it wednesday morning jets nights Game one, round one, here we go. Breaking it all down for you guys. We'll continue after each game of the Jets Knights series. Enjoy the rest of the week and have fun watching the best round in sports. Not hockey, not the hockey season, but the best couple of weeks in all of sports. Round one of the NHL postseason gets underway. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you guys Wednesday morning. Have fun. Stay safe. And peace.